when I read the Gospels uh, prior to Mass and meditate, I read from the RSVCE, which is the Revised Standard Catholic Edition of the Bible. The Mass that we have in the liturgy uses the NAB, which is the New American Bible, and they're slightly different. In the passage that I had prepared this homily for, it says the kingdom of God will be taken away and given to a nation that will produce its fruits. Now, it talks about then, and what I wanted to talk about, was it says the Lord will take it away and give it to a new nation. Now we saw this with the Jews. Jesus first went to the Jews, we know this. He said, that's my mission. <clears throat> but it was taken away from the Jews. Why? They rejected him. It was given to the Gentiles of Palestine. Then from there, it went to Europe, into the known world, and it flourished in Europe for a while. Then there became persecutions. Through 1,500 years of it flourishing in the papal states and other ways of European culture, it began to crumble. All of a sudden, there was persecution. That's when it left Europe. And God opened up the new lands of the Americas. And the persecuted Christians came to the new land and built a land based on liberty and freedom and religious worship. This USA became the nation of the beacon of that freedom. But now are we losing it? as the Jews did, and then as Europe did, and then as it came to America, are we now losing it? It seems like many blessings of God are going to Africa and Asia right now. In Africa, the faith is on fire. People get upset if the priest doesn't do at least a three-hour homily. <laughs> I have yet to get one email saying, Father, could you do us a three-hour homily? No. So in Africa, they are thirsty and hungry for the faith. In Asia, there are so many devout people. The church is gone, had to go underground in China, but it survives. In Japan, they didn't have a priest for 250 years during the uh, colonial times. And then when the, uh, the missionaries came back to Japan, they discovered that they survived, Christianity survived 250 years without a single priest. This is incredible. And now you've heard me talk. I believe God is using the Filipino people. My love for the Filipino people and the Philippines culture, I truly believe they are the new chosen people. Yes, the spark comes from Poland. And that spark, divine mercy, John Paul, St. Faustina, the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, that spark came from Poland. And Poland is a chosen people. Um, no, no nation suffered uh, to the Nazis in, in World War II at the hands of the Nazis than Poland and yet remain more Catholic than Poland. But that spark that came from Poland needs to be flamed, fanned, and I believe the Philippines are the people who are fanning it around the world. No other nation suffered at the hands of the Japanese in World War II more than the Philippines, yet no nation remained more Catholic than the Philippines. God is rewarding them. So I see now the faith that has been brought to the United States and the New World flourished for 400 years. 
Now, all of a sudden, we start to see that faith being taken elsewhere. Let us take to heart this message. And part of the reason is because we're losing the foundation of our Judeo-Christian roots. It seems that Satan is specifically attacking the United States almost more than any other nation in this world, and it makes sense. The problem is we're falling into his hands, into his trap. Not everyone, but many. Their attacks on the U.S., I think, on the United States, are because we were founded on these Judeo-Christian principles, and our founders knew that democracy needs God. That has lasted 250 years. Even Ronald Reagan said, without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We see it crumbling. In the United States also thrived in Christianity for till recent times because we allowed the dignity of the human person to thrive. There was a ability to see the dignity of the human person. That's why more inventions came out of the early United States than any time in human history. Margaret Thatcher of Britain said, no other nation has been built upon an idea like the United States. The United States was built on the idea of liberty. We see American exceptionalism that uniquely among the countries of the world, the United States was founded on the ideals of freedom, equality, and self-government. That's the dignity of the human person. Now, why do I bring all this up? Okay. I try to do in my homilies and my Saturday talks, I try to save you all a lot of time. I try to take the readings or the events of the day and summarize them for you. I read through dozens of books and articles and church documents trying to synthesize it. So if you come here on the live stream to our masses or our Saturday talks or our Thursday videos, you will be able to know that the work has been done to try to give you and synthesize for you church teaching and, and, and what we need to do to live a Christian life. So I did that with the question of what's going on on these attacks in the United States. And I came across some interesting things and I've mixed a bunch together, but there was this gentleman named Alan Parr. Now he's not Catholic, so I'm not gonna say, go to his website and, 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 and follow all his teaching. No, he's a good, might be a good person. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know Father Seraphim used to look and read on non-Catholics as well. He absolutely loved Derek Prince and uh, 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 commentary, biblical commentaries by a guy named Barclay. And so there is room for us to learn from them, but we can't sacrifice, of course, our, our Catholic beliefs. Okay, that being said, he talked about Satan attacking the United States in five huge ways. But he didn't really say why. And I thought that was interesting. I think it's because we have the freedom to worship. We were based and founded 
on Christianity, and we once stood against atheistic ideology. Those are at our roots, and Satan wants to pull that up. Just like this passage from the gospel today, we don't want to be that nation that has the grace taken away. So what do we need to do? What do we need to know? We have to be aware how Satan is attacking. And this was summarized. He gave five ways, this Alan Parr, that Satan is attacking us. And he also added that we are helping him do it. Him being Satan. What are those five? All right. He started with sexual identity and confusion. He said, it's very clear in the Bible, God made them male and female. Now, here's what he said. I'm going to use his words. We are created in the image of God. Is God confused? No, he isn't. If we are created male and female in the image of God, God is not confused. Therefore, we shouldn't be confused at all. Well, how can I not be confused? He said, if you are biologically born a male, you are male. If you are biologically female, you are female. He says, it's very clear. It's the first thing we know about the baby born, the genitalia. And so we see this all being disrupted. So they went on to interview at the University of Berkeley, Cal State Berkeley, and they interviewed a string of students. Not one said there were two genders. They asked the question, how many genders are there? I don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but I'll summarize just a couple. All students said, we have infinite genders. That we shouldn't have any boundaries, but we can be anything we want. Nothing to do with how God created us. God created us the way that we need to accept. So the goal of Satan is to desensitize. So Satan is going to change our culture to show that this is not how it's intended to be. We need to confuse this. It's not to be a man and a woman. It's to be two women or two men. And we see this on television. And he pointed out that they have confused our youth so bad that if a youth, young person has just a temporary fleeting confusion with same-sex attraction, our culture is now going to tell them that this is permanently normal. And so it's not temporary. So you now have to make these changes to accommodate your feelings, although they might be temporary. Senator Rand Paul called out the new appointee, a key position in the U.S. healthcare system, and said, this is ridiculous. Genital mutilation for a child, and this is what we are going to support. It's crazy. This is what was brought up. Now, if we have this, if you are being used, we don't want to see straying from God. Remember, true love is telling the truth, not a lie. All right, he went to the next one, breaking down of families. 
he pointed out that the divorce rate is higher than ever in the United States. Satan wants to take things that were once sacred in the past and normalize it, making it like it's no big deal. Vows can now be broken. Vows used to be to death do us part. He said today, it's not that way. He said vows used to be for richer or poorer, for better or for worse, for in health or in sickness. He pointed out now it's for richer, but not for poorer. My vows will apply only for the better, but not during the worse, for in health, but not in sickness. The enemy, he said, wants us to elevate the God of our own happiness. If I am not happy, I have a right to leave, not taking into account the effect it has on other people, including children. You know, most all people in prison had no father. So this, I think, is a very important aspect of society to realize the importance of keeping the family together. Instead, we're being taught that your happiness from only your standpoint is what matters. No-fault divorce is very dangerous. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to endure adultery or cases of abuse. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about love is not just an emotion. Emotions go up and down. Love is an act of the will. I've made a vow to love you for richer or poorer. We were not a money. I'm not going to leave you. For better or worse, I'm going to stay with you even in times where we struggle. In health and in sickness, I'm not going to just stay with you because you're healthy, but if now you're a paraplegic, I'm going to stay with you. We have an incredible family that used to come to the shrine often when we were open. And the husband had an accident on the job, and he became a paraplegic. And his wife has stuck with him by his side and provided for him the true definition of a spouse. This poor gentleman is unable to walk, yet his wife is there to do absolutely every ounce of commitment she can. It's incredible and quite an inspiration. That is what a vow is. She could have easily said, I can't handle this. I can't do this. And to some degree, we can understand. But she took it to the level of, I made that vow. For better or for worse. For health or in sickness. And an amazing witness that they are. The third one he mentioned is abortion, one of the sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. Satan wants to desensitize this, not call it murder. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We have many who claim to be Christian, but yet have not stood up. Are we standing up? What about the way we vote in terms of the candidates and their position on this category? The fourth is division. I thought this was interesting. He said, division in our nation is unparalleled right now. Satan is destroying our nation through division. This is number four. He said, politics is a problem 
when people can't speak to each other without anger or hatred. They can't accept positions differing from theirs. For instance, we Christians are called bigots or haters. And what's the result? God is removed. Reagan just said a democracy without God will fail. And yet, because of political division, we're removing the Ten Commandments, prayer from schools. We saw, and I've done a talk before, of four leading indicators, divorce, unwed pregnancy, abortions, and um, marriage. And prior to 1963, all of these were pretty low, holding steady, or even declining. After 1963, the rates of all of those skyrocketed. Why was the rates prior to 1963 much lower and not increasing, even decreasing? And why did after 1963, the rates of unwed pregnancies, divorces, and abortions skyrocket? Well, one reason many believe is that's the year they took prayer out of schools. I think you have political politics, if anybody wants to say, and bring up, don't bring up politics. Yeah, that's the problem with politics. Removing God from schools, from courts. Ten Commandments are no longer allowed to be posted. Our moral compass is gone. So this division is a problem, he said. God is removed. You know, George Washington warned the American people against the negative impact of having political parties in our country. This is very interesting. During his presidency, he witnessed the rise of the Democratic Republican Party in opposition to the Federalists. And he said, I worry that the future political squabbles will undermine the concept of popular sovereignty in the United States. Wow, that's crazy. We have division amongst even our Christian denominations. The Reformation was a break in the church. Satan wants us to squabble and not agree on church teaching. He wants us to say what you believe isn't true, what you believe isn't true. He wants that. When we are united as Christians, we are a force. All we have to do is stand for church teaching, and we can change the world. The problem is, even our own Catholics don't stand for church teaching. We could change the world if we did, but instead, we have many that cause confusion even within our own Catholic family. So we have to make sure that we stand for the truth that is found right here in the Catholic Magisterium. And finally, he pointed out emotional disorders. He pointed out that depression, anxiety, suicide, drug addiction are hurting and destroying our country. He said we are an over-medicated society. You know, this is what Satan wants. He wants us. Jesus said the thief will come to destroy and kill. There was a um, 
shooting in Florida a few years ago and the police were talking to the shooter and they asked him, why did you do this? And the shooter who had killed many students at this Florida school said, I was just simply following the voices I heard in my head. Now that never made it to the newspapers, at least on a large scale. The word got out through one of the police officers working on the case. This man who killed so many said, I was just following the voice in my head. Now, a lot of times Satan will enter in through things like drug addiction and portals we create. So let us not turn our lives or our nation into his hands. Let us not lose the grace that God has given us as one nation under God. You know, St. Paul says, you don't have to be the one doing these things, but if you just even encourage them or you are silent, you are contributing. Now that's what we don't wanna do. We wanna stand for our church and for God. Don't let our nation slip away. Too many men and women died for it. A long time ago, you remember the movie Saving Private Ryan. Those men made the ultimate sacrifice. They gave their lives for the freedoms that we now have, that we can worship. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. Let us not let their death be in vain. Let us let their death be an inspiration that why the United States is the greatest nation in the world. And that doesn't mean minimizing other nations. It means that we were given, to whom much is given, much is expected. The U.S. is to be that leader of the free world. I see other nations and they're beautiful. I've been to other countries, I love them. But if the United States falls, the world will fall. And that's what we don't want. Let us stand for our country, for the free world, for our nation. And let us not be like the gospel where Jesus says, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce its fruit. Let us not be that nation where it is taken away from us. Let us not let Satan with his five bags of tricks take away from us what so many gave the sacrifice for, especially our Lord on the cross. He gave us that death so that we could live in him. And in the United States and in the free world, we wanna be able to worship with that freedom. Let us pray today that we will not fall into his hands out of the false mercy of not speaking up because we don't wanna hurt a feeling. But let us say, no, the truth is, this is Satan's work to bring down God's kingdom on earth. We know he can't, we know he won't, but we want to minimize the damage in the process. So God bless all of you. Let us stay strong and remember, the hope is God's got this. 
we are not without the answer. The answer is God's divine mercy and his grace. And so let us live it, let us stand with it, and let us not fear, be not afraid. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.